Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He's like a superhero without the costume. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Interesting to hear all of my uh, media colleagues talking about who will and who won't win in 2019. The only voice you listen to is mine. Because I'm the only one who predicted Donald Trump was going to win as far back as last February. And then I said he couldn't lose in July. So just listen to me. Don't listen to anybody else. Tongue-in-cheek. Green Show Chorus Radio Network. With me is Aaron O'Toole, former captain in the Canadian Air Force, Royal Canadian Air Force, and a former Veterans Affairs Minister running for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. So, Mr. O'Toole, you weren't particularly impressed with uh, Defence Minister Harjit Sajjan and his exaggeration uh, of, of his role in Operation Medusa. You tweeted something about nice job as well in Operation Overlord and, uh, and D-Day. Yes, absolutely, Roy. I first time I heard of him overstating his role in Afghanistan, I decided to use humor to make right. light of it because I thought he was just stretching things one time. But then later on in the day, I found out, uh, no, in 2015, he'd made the exact same claim. So clearly he's been uh, overstating things for several years. And uh, humor, I don't think, is the best way to deal with it now. I think he should step aside. If you're, if you're the Prime Minister of Canada and he's your Defence Minister, what do you do? Uh, I would ask for his resignation. I would hope Minister Sejan offers it. You know, I've, I've praised his service in the House of Commons because I admire people that serve, and I, I like Minister Sejan. But when you overstate your role in, a, in probably the most important operation since the, since the Korean War, the Medic Pocket in Bosnia, um, I think you lose the confidence of the people even you served with. So how can he remain the minister? So I, I hope he does the right thing, but certainly if he doesn't, the prime minister should ask for it. One of the reasons I'm asking this question is because there will be some prime ministers who would shy away from making such a request because uh, Mr. Sajjan is, uh, is, is, a, is a member of a minority community, and they would say, can't do that, would cost us votes, consider the alternative, consider the problems, consider the, 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 the headlines, and so they wouldn't make the decision, but they should because it's ultimately for the good of Canada and the men and women of the armed forces, so it, it's all about doing the right thing, regardless of who's at the other end. Absolutely. You serve as minister at the confidence of the prime minister, but also at the confidence of the people that you have the responsibility over. And I think Mr. Sajjan has lost the confidence of the women of the Canadian Armed Forces. And look, if he resigns and acknowledges this, you can work your way back into Cabinet if you earn that trust back. You know, Maxime Bernier uh, had to leave Cabinet uh, over some issues and earn the trust of Mr. Harper uh, several years later and was back into Cabinet. I think that uh, Harjit Sajjan should use the same approach uh, shows some contrition, shows that he, you know, violated the trust of people, 
Yeah. And then earn his way back. So, Mr. O'Toole, you're the Prime Minister of Canada, and you know what's going on at our borders with the United States. We have the th- safe third country agreement. You're not supposed to enter Canada from the United States uh, if, and claim refugee status because you're already in a safe country. Now, nothing's being done because the argument is, well, it's between the, the official border crossings, so now you can come in and you can claim refugee status. That doesn't sound right, doesn't feel good. It's not the way things should be. What would you do? about the situation at the border, particularly if projections are correct, that the, the, the numbers of people claiming refugee status will increase dramatically when the weather warms. Absolutely. Well, I've been saying what I'll do for some time, Roy. I would enforce our border. It's very reasonable to do that. And places like Emerson, and I'm going to be in Emerson tomorrow. I'm calling you from Winnipeg today. I'll be there at the border tomorrow. We should set up a temporary border facility to make sure that this entry point, this weak part in our undefended border, is secured. And, I, and I've said for some time, and later the, the union uh, representing CBSA officials take the same position, that will turn people away. They, right now they know there's a weakness that's been exploited by thousands of people. Um, we should have a border temporarily there to say to people, no, we're not going to allow this to be abused. All it does is allows people that are not truly refugees to jump in front of the proper immigration system. And I say Canadians are generous, but we're also a rules-based country. We can enforce our border and our systems and still be generous. Yeah. And you wouldn't be pushed away or you wouldn't be intimidated by the prospect of headlines uh, that would read, uh, Prime Minister O'Toole uh, doesn't care or, or, or has no compassion. This is where I think is the critical thing on why I think I need to be the conservative leader. I've, I have dealt with challenging environments for communications, Roy, especially when I took over Veterans Affairs. People were protesting. People were suing the federal government. I didn't back away. I went in, but went in smart. And I think most Canadians expect our country to enforce our border. And we shouldn't be allowing politics in the U.S. or indecision about things in the U.S. to allow people to jump ahead of legitimate immigration, immigrant uh, families in line by violating our border. Yeah. That's, that's not fair to anyone involved. And I think I, I, I've shown I can call this out for what it is, call out Trudeau's lack of leadership without allowing certain people in the, in the opposition or in other parties to portray us in a light that is not fair. All right. In the minute we have left, uh, the obligatory Kevin O'Leary question. No longer in the leadership race. He had a, um, he was one of the one of the co-favorites, uh, if you looked at the polling, he's now delivered his support uh, to Maxime Bernier. How much of an impact will that have, and what will it do to your, your campaign? Um, I think I'm actually going to gain far more Kevin Leary support than Maxime does. I, I've talked about when the news broke out, I was in Toronto, the two paid O'Leary staff people came over to the event when the news was breaking and said they're supporting me. I just left an event in Winnipeg, Roy, where there were a, a couple there that had joined the party because of Mr. O'Leary. They liked his business background, his, his straight shooting style. I said, look, I worked on Bay Street. I've got more private sector experience than anyone in this race. You know, Mr. Shear doesn't have any private sector experience. Um, I can get things done. I'm a straight shooter, but I'm also able to communicate on tough issues. And I think uh, if you liked the business side of the private sector or the urban or the reaching out to young people part of, of Mr. O'Leary, that can be reflected in my campaign. So we think we're getting a lot of his support. All right. Mr. Toole, thank you very much for joining us today, and we'll talk again 
before the uh, before the vote for the leadership. I wish you guys had had me in as a moderator for one of your debates. We, we should have, and I'm we really hoping you can make the prediction about me, Roy, because you seem to be a good prognosticator of these outcomes. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. <laughs> Thanks for your time today. Thank you. All right, Aaron O'Toole. We'll come back in a minute.